You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Dr. Julie Henderson from Flinders University to discuss her research into nurses' perceptions of the impact of aged care reform on services for residents in multi-purpose services and residential aged care facilities in rural Australia. Thank you for joining me, Julie. That's fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What were some of the aged care reforms that, that sparked this study? Right. With the Productivity Commission in 2011, they made a number of recommendations about funding of aged care to make um, aged care more sustainable um, because of the ageing of the population. They're arguing that there's not going to be enough um, younger people in the workforce to be able to pay for um, through the taxation dollars for aged care. So some of the things they did were to introduce a user pay system uh, this involved uh, the re-establishment of the accommodation bond and the introduction of a saving and credit scheme, which enables older people to pay the bond. They've also uh, removed distinction between high and low care, and uh, and they've uh, reduced the reporting requirements and also have removed restrictions around the licensing of aged care beds. And what that has meant is that there's greater private-for-profit ownership of aged care now than what there was previously. Um, though in rural Australia, there's, there's less of it in rural Australia. But in rural Australia, it, there has been a movement away from government provision of services. You interviewed registered and enrolled nurses working with aged care residents in rural South Australia, and some of the key barriers to to care delivery they identified included funding and resource shortfalls and staffing shortfalls. What did the interviews reveal about the impact this is having on nurses' capacity to deliver the care required? Okay, well, look, this research is part of a, a larger research agenda that we're undertaking at Flinders University into miscare in nursing. And what underpins that research is the idea that nurses and carers can no longer deliver all the care that is required because there is insufficient staff and insufficient resources for them to deliver that care. So as part of that, they have to prioritise the care that they deliver. And that means that um, some aspects of care just cannot be delivered. But what we found was that the different funding models, the um, the residential aged care facilities are being um, funded under the ACFI model. And they, because of the skill mix they have, um, there are shortfalls around delivering some of the complex health care needs that residents require. While for um, for the MPS, which are basically the services are delivered often attached to hospitals, there is a there is a shortfall around um, social care activities. There's, the people are very much focused. The nurses are very much focused on delivering medical care, and because they're also competing with other services that the hospitals are providing, often the aged care. Bec- comes to a lower priority in terms of care so that the RNs are being taken away from delivering care um, to older people, to men, emergency services or outpatient services or other services. 
Issues to do with skill mix and knowledge deficits were identified in both multi-purpose services and residential aged care facilities. What were some of the nurses' key concerns there? Okay. Well, look, in the residential aged care facilities, um, one of the outcomes of um, reduced funding is the uh, a greater reliance. There's been a shift in skill mix across Australia towards greater employment of um, care workers and less employment of licensed staff. And that, you know, that's a national trend. Um, so what we're finding is that there's been a shift in the scope of practice of um, care workers. So they're taking on a number of, of skills so that were traditionally skills that were performed by RNs. So they're doing things like medication management, and there are concerns from a lot of nurses that um, that these people are not don't necessarily have the knowledge base to be doing this safely, and I think that's an issue across all all aged care. In terms of MPS, where you have registered nurses who are not aged care specialists, they have knowledge deficits around special um, specialist geriatric knowledge. So they don't have, uh, and they also don't understand the funding mechanisms of the way RNs working within aged care do. So there are definite knowledge deficits around dementia care, um, meeting the funding requirements, and some of the other uh, specialist knowledge that registered nurses working in residential aged care have. In what other ways have the reforms affected the work nurses do or the care they're able to deliver? Look, I think one of the major impacts of these reforms is that it's is the movement to the user pay system, and that's having specific impacts in rural areas. And one of the things that we're starting to notice is that residential aged care facilities aren't able to fill their beds anymore. Um, the accommodation bond is actually becoming a barrier to people moving into residential aged care in rural areas. And uh, part of that is because... Often rural people, um, particularly farming families, may be asset rich, but they don't have a lot of disposable income. And if they sell part of the farm or some of their property, they're actually diminishing the family business for for other family members. And also the housing prices are less in um, rural regions. So what they can get in terms of of housing and selling property is going to be less than what they can in, uh, in urban regions or metropolitan regions. So if they're having to depend on a user pay system, they're going to um, there's going to be less money to actually support that. But also um, the MPS at the moment don't require the accommodation bond. So there is the competition now between the MPS and the residential aged care facilities for residents. And a lot of rural people are choosing the option the, the way they don't have to pay the accommodation bond. So they're choosing to wait for a hospital bed rather than go into residential aged care. You said further research is needed into the impact of the reforms on the capacity to deliver quality aged care in rural regions. Uh, Based on your study, what are some specific areas that need to be fleshed out more? Look, I think we need to keep an eye on what's happening in terms of staffing and skill meets. Um, But also, I think it would be interesting to see what happens in terms of um, the user pay system, whether we find that a user pay system results in um, continues to result in um, 
residential aged care beds but not being filled in rural regions. I mean, at the moment, there's very little data, which is a relatively new uh, trend and there's not a lot of data around that. But I think that's something that needs to be followed. Um, certainly, the, the data I have seen from Victoria suggests that it's uh, already having quite a big impact in Victoria. And the data we've got from this study also suggests it's happening in South Australia. So I think that is something that we need to continue to, to follow. Thank you for your time, Julie. You're welcome.